0: You're now listening to The Architect Introspect, The Architect's official radio broadcast. My name is AJ Schaff, and man, this rain has been brutal. I gotta say, I've been tired, I've been drowsy, there's been flash flooding everywhere, I soaked my shoes before I got to class the other day, and I had to sit in class with my socks out and uh, a bridge on my way home had gone out in my hometown, so we had to go home a different way. It's just been a crazy week with all this weather, but hopefully it's been going good for you guys with school and all. Speaking of, it's time to get into our news for today, which includes a new official hand sign for tech approved by SGA, the Wesley Foundation making chili for children, Uh, an update on the campus construction and how that's been going among the icy weather, A look at Tech's inclement weather policy and how they determine, you know, when we cancel school and when we just have online days. As well as a look at Tech's softball team. So, without further ado, let's get into our first story of the day from sports editor Olivia Orr covering the new SGA bill and the official Tech Hand Sign.
1: SGA bill makes Tech Hand Sign official. Tech's Student Government Association has passed a bill introducing Tech's new official hand sign. Autumn Stoll, junior social studies education major from Benton, pushed for the sign for three years to make this aspiration a reality. To make the sign, place one hand vertically in front and bring the other hand horizontally on top to make a T-shape. Stoll first made the sign on a senior trip with her friends while she was under the impression that this was already Tech's official sign. It all happened my senior year of high school, Still said. I was on a beach trip with my friends, and they all started doing their hand signs, and I automatically thought this was the hand sign for Tech, so I did it. So there's a picture of me four years ago doing it. Her friends went to universities that had official hand signs, such as U- UCA, which involves making a bear claw with your hands, and U of 8, which was pushing your nose up to resemble a pig. It wasn't until after she came to Tech that she realized that the sign she made wasn't Tech's hand sign. I came here, and I'm a tour guide with the admissions office, and they were asking me for content ideas. I was like, y'all should go to Mount Nebo and have, and have someone do the hand sign. They had no idea what I was talking about, Still said. Then I realized that we definitely need to get this started and going because I feel like it connects everyone and brings everyone together. After she decided to push for the hand sign, she went through a student organization she's involved in, SGA. I got the president and our vice president at Student Affairs, Dr. Nichols, and we made a bill to get it passed through SGA, and it passed, Still said. Even after her idea was approved and supported, she needed to figure out how everyone would respond to the hand sign. I was honestly really nervous because I had obviously thought this was the tech hand sign. When I realized it wasn't, I was nervous about what everyone would think when I brought it into motion because it looks like a timeout sign, still said. But I realized that it would be great, but it would be a way that future students, current students, and alumni students could connect with it. It was a little bit of a hard process, but it turned out really good. As for Allison Caldwell, a nursing major from Paragold, she likes that Tech has an official hand sign and believes it helps school spirit. Having school spirit is a main part of going to school because if you don't have it, what's the point? It's not fun, Caldwell said. Going to events and stuff, that's what I look forward to when going to university. Beyond events and games, Caldwell can see herself using the sign through her on-campus job. I work for Red's Life, so I'm sure we'll be putting that out there too, Caldwell said. While other ideas were proposed during the process of getting the hand sign approved, still remain loyal to our original idea. Since I had made this, I was going to stick through it, Still said. There were other ideas that were thrown out, but at the end of the day, we decided it looked better than others. Now that the hand sign is official, Still encourages students to use the sign as often as possible. Whenever you're committing to the school, people will take pictures doing the hand sign. Whenever you're out and about, someone asks where you're from, you can say Arkansas Tech and do it. Whenever you want to do it, you can do it, Still said. It's a way for the school to get out there more and showcase it more. So it hopes that the hand sign will be part of the tech community for as long as the university stands, and tech is already in the process of making that a reality. We got it approved for Time Out for Tech, which is when all the upcoming seniors who were admitted here come February 3rd, and we got it to be approved for a scholarship award, Still said. So if anyone posts on their story or their Instagram and tags us, they'll be entered in for a chance to win, which will gain visibility for the sign and help to continue it, and it won't just be students now who know it. So believes that that it's essential for the hand sign to be a part of tech because of the role it plays in bringing everyone together. I think it's a way for everyone just to know that the school is all connected as one soul said, I feel like some people think it's silly that this is something that's very school-oriented, but it's a way to connect us all in a long-lasting tradition.
0: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Arkansas Tech has an official hand sign. So if you guys want to show school spirit wherever you are, it doesn't matter whether you're in the supermarket, in the restroom, out on the street, just make sure that you use that hand sign to represent Arkansas Tech University and show some school spirit. And now it's time to move on to our next story, which includes the Wesley Foundation bringing heat with chili for children. This story was written by editor in chief Tara Espinoza. The story will be read by me. The Wesley Foundation hosted its annual in-house Chili for Children fundraiser on February 3rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. All the proceeds go to the Age to Age program, which has served the Russellville community for over 30 years by reaching out to children who need mentors in their lives. Dr. Charles Whitey Robertson was a board member of the ministry, and we all realized that we needed to bring in funding to support our missions and programs, Reverend John Palmer, director of ATU Wesley Foundation and Age-to-Age Ministries, said, quote, he was handy in the kitchen and shared his chili recipe with us, and we have been able to make the chili event one of our biggest fundraisers, end quote. The foundation has expanded throughout the years to include a new program called Corporate Chili for Children's Week. Quote, As we grew, we realized we could expand our reach, Palmer said. We started connecting with local businesses and taking orders of chili and delivering them to the businesses. Quote. During this week, they serve over 75 businesses and make 1,900 servings of chili. They start preparing for the event in November and serve over 2,300 bowls of chili over the two weeks. Quote, It takes a lot of hands to prepare for this event, Palmer said. We reach out to the tech and... Quote, It takes a lot of hands to prepare for this event, Palmer said. We reach out to tech and others in the community to help us, and we've always received help. End quote. Quote, I am part of Zeta Phi Beta, and we pride ourselves in service, Rachel Harrington, Tech Senior, said. Quote, I saw a flyer to volunteer and reached out, and I showed up early in the morning and got to work. I helped to prepare 1,100 servings of chili to send out to the community. I had a lot of fun, and I was able to help out our community. The event sells four different types of chili. Regular With Beans, No Bean Chili, Vegetarian, and Triple X Hot Chili. They note that Regular Chili is the most popular one. Harrington was not the only tech student to lend a hand. Hannah Pate, a Delta Zeta member and mentor for the Age to Age program, and Brenda Bentz, member of the Golden Girls, were also on site. Quote, I've seen firsthand how this program changes kids' lives, Pate said. So helping at these fundraisers are important to me. I arrive at 6 a.m., helped cook 60 to 70 large crockpots of chili, and got everything ready for delivery. It was quite a bit of work, but so worth it. According to Benz, it was important she helped the community and gave back. Quote, God always wants us to help others out of love, and that is why I decided to help with the Chili for Children's fundraiser for love, she said. I was on the team that stirred and made chili. I would tell others to volunteer because it felt good helping others." End quote. There's nothing like a bowl of chili to warm you up on a cold, rainy day, but I'll tell you what warms my heart up more is the fact that the Wesley Foundation is doing this for children in need. God bless them. But now it's time to move on to our next story of the day, which focuses on the damage caused to the campus by the winter weather that came through earlier this semester. And I'm surprised, but at the same time, not really at how much it did to the Tech University campus. And moreover, uh, I'm more impressed that the construction crews have been working through it. So let's get into it. This story is written by contributing writer, Denzil Nevold, but it will be read by me. Winter weather has caused thousands of dollars in damages around Arkansas Tech University. However, all major construction projects continue. Thirteen buildings received noteworthy damage, and seven of those buildings suffered significant enough damage for the university to file an insurance claim. Vice President of Administration and Finance, Lori A. Ferrillo authorized $250,000 in repair funds. Several locations frequented by the student body were affected. This includes Coralie, Witherspoon, McEver, Hull, Dean, and the post office. Corley has a frozen and ruptured water heating supply pipe. Witherspoon's heating and air systems require renovations due to a damaged HVAC coil. Hull, Dean, and the post office had plumbing issues with frozen and ruptured pipes. Quote, The cleanup process of Young has been slightly delayed due to the weather-related issues, Director of Business Services Jessica Holloway said. However, the overall process is still moving faster than expected, with the on-site operator and driver, Kyle Holland, saying the demolition will likely be finished within the week. The site of the Young building will be home to the new student union and recreation center. Cunningham Metals will begin collecting the concrete for repurposing at no charge to the university, a process that Holland says was a win-win for everyone involved. Kinko Constructors was selected to manage the project during the Board of Trustees meeting on January 19th. Although a general contractor has yet to be selected, the bulk of the physical work is set to begin over the 2023 summer break. According to the director of facilities management, Drew Dickey, Construction of a new campus entrance is set to begin alongside this project. While the cold weather slowed progress on the Jones Hall renovation, shipping has found itself to be a greater hindrance, with a delayed concrete shipment keeping the construction crew waiting for over a month. Superintendent Michael Harrison said they've managed to reinstall walls and electricity, and according to him, the project should be done in roughly six months. Over the past three months, Jones has been gutted remodeled and rewired. Facilities management said the hall should be operational sometime prior to the 2025 spring semester. Tucker Coliseum was unmarred by the inclement weather, but is still scheduled for roof work. This, paired with past renovations, hope to lessen the work needed to maintain the building in the future. Construction at Carraway has continued without much incident despite the winter weather. Contract work on exterior improvements and roof repair must be completed by May. However, Dickey is filing for an extension in March. McEver's roof repairs were scheduled to be finished by March 31st. Due to weather conditions, Dickey confirmed there will likely be a few weeks extension. McEver Labs renovations will continue through 2025. Other than a frozen and ruptured drinking fountain, there have been some unforeseen complications with the Hull Hall renovation project. Extra construction components will cost the university an additional $25,000. As annoying as it is having to walk around the construction to get to the radio station every week, I do appreciate the work they're doing and I hope that they're staying warm out there and dry as well with the rain this week, so... Uh, With that, it's time to move on to our editorial. Now, I'll preface this by saying an editorial is the official opinion of the paper on a topical issue, so please bear that in mind. And with that, let's get right into it. Like all students, the architect enjoyed our snow and ice days, relaxing indoors and catching up on work. However, nearly a week of calling off classes has led us to question Arkansas Tech's winter weather procedures. From what we understand, the inclement weather policy at Tech is that the president's office determines whether or not the campus should close. While we appreciate the snow days Dr. Bowen has given us, this policy is extremely vague. Days like Monday, January 30th, proved to be no more than a little bit of melted slush and premature closure. This was followed a week later by a storm that caused hazardous icy roads. How does the president's office decide when the weather is appropriate enough to interrupt class schedules? Architect believes that it is only logical for there to be an actual system in place for inclement weather. Even if this system is as simple as closing at the suggestion of meteorologists, it is still better than arbitrarily shutting down the school. Other essential factors include road conditions, precipitation expectations, temperature and wind speeds. Everyone appreciates the break from a couple of snow days. However, colleges do not follow the same guidelines as regular schools in Arkansas. The missed hours from snow days are not added on the end of the semester. No alternative method of instruction guidance appears to be in place. It is true that most of our days under closure were said to be virtual days. However, professors have been given no guidance for this. They often have to quickly whip up some kind of assignment that is less than equal to actual class time. They are given no instruction or advice on handling virtual class when faced with internet or power problems. They are simply expected to adapt and move on, as if their students didn't miss valuable hours of instruction. We trust that our professors are reliable and adaptable professionals. We simply believe that it would be better for both instructors and students if they were given some kind of guidance by the school to ensure the quality of their work and our education. It would be more courteous to the staff who worked at the cafeteria during inclement weather to have a more reliable procedure for inclement weather than a vague decision from the president's office. It would also be more courteous to the businesses of Russellville, whose policy is to only close when schools do. Many businesses have deemed Arkansas Tech as having some authority on when it is appropriate to close due to weather, yet we have no legitimate system in place. Snow days are fun. By no means do we think that they should be put to a stop but the safety of the students is essential, and so is their education. Therefore, the architect believes that Arkansas Tech should have a better and clearer policy for inclement weather. And unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's episode. For more information on any of the stories you've heard in today's broadcast, please visit our website at architectnews.com or pick up our paper. You'll find a couple stories that we didn't get to cover in today's show, such as an update on sports and some short stories that have been released. But apart from that, uh, the music of today's episode was provided by C418 and is called Stall. Thank you so much for listening to the Architect Introspect on 91.9 KXRJ and Stay Frosty. We'll be here next week, Thursday at 6 p.m.